Welcome to today's Power Up Your Presence podcast. I'm Diane Craig. And I'm Sandra Corelli. We have designed each and every episode to help you power up, step up, and lead up your presence. A mix of stories, tips, insights, and conversations with trailblazers who speak candidly about their journey to leadership. In this episode, you will find out what presence is and what it takes to have presence. We know there will be little nuggets you can take away and start applying immediately. I often get the question, what does it mean to have presence? Many people find it really hard to describe. Yeah, in fact, uh, most people do. Sandra, we get these questions all the time. What does it mean? What does it take? Can everyone have presence? The answer isn't as simple as everyone, uh, everyone wants it to be. There's no quick fix. Executive and leadership presence is multifaceted. Just remember a client now in particular, she was a director at a large pharmaceutical company and she called me and shared that she she was talking to HR and he suggested that she talk to one of the consultants here at uh, corporate class. Uh, she came in, I, you know, I listened to her story of having been uh, a director for six years and she had been working towards a promotion to VP, but always got passed over. She went to her CEO and asked for feedback as to why she wasn't getting promoted. She felt she always delivered and her results were exceptional. She just didn't get why she was being passed over time and time again. And this is a question we, or a comment we often hear often from our clients. Yeah. They are feeling frustrated because they're being passed over and they don't understand the reasons why. So I think it, it took a lot of courage for her to go ask her CEO. Yeah, and you know, her CEO definitely agreed with her that she was a strong executor and deliverer. Um, However, and there comes the, the big but, you know. He explained that at the VP level, he needed individuals that had executive presence, and there it is. And I assure you, as you mentioned, she's not the first one being told this, right? And, um, and some of our listeners uh, may have been in that situation. So, you know, she, she said to me, I looked at him and thought, like, executive president, okay, well, um, what do you mean by that? And he said, well, you know, it's kind of that intangible. It's something you know, you, you know when you see it. And she said, you know, Diane, you couldn't even define it. And mm-hmm. he, he, he sent me to HR and, and he said, they, they'll find a way to help you with this, you know. And she said, so, and here I am. They said, you know, that I should talk to one of your consultants here. And, and you know, when I, when I met with her, I learned that uh, she had began her career with the company as a scientist and was moved into management later on, of course. She was brilliant, and they expected her to lead a team now, which is, a, you know, it's different. It's yeah, not the it's same a, it's thing, It's a difficult right? transition. Yeah, and so I explained to her that, uh, you know, what it meant to have presence and how multifaceted it is, and that uh, executive presence is about really how you show up on a daily basis. It's, uh, and, you know, um, we have our own definition here at Corpa Class where we say it's the ability to connect authentically, 
build confidence in others, inspire and motivate people into action. And uh, that for her or anyone else, as a leader, um, this was critical to uh, her effectiveness. Um, you know, and we see this uh, very often, you know, the engineer, the accountant, uh, her analytical, analytical mind asked how she could do this and, and if there was a system for this, you know. And I looked at her and I told her that, yes, in fact, she was at the right place because, I, you know, that's what we've done. Looking at all the people who have trouble figuring out what executive presence is, you know, I need to know about body language, I need to... Uh, be able to have difficult conversation and all this, but how do you put it all together? So uh, I told her that, uh, in fact, um, it, it, the good news is that uh, we have built a system at Corporate Class to help people uh, with their executive presence. And uh, that, you know, the it, the good news is we have the, the system. The not so good news is that it requires a little bit more complex uh, thinking. Um, I remember saying to her, you're a scientist and likely a linear thinker and presence will require more complex thinking. You know, that reminds me of an interesting TED Talk I was watching, The Social Brain and Its Superpowers by Dr. Lieberman of the Neuroleadership Institute. And in the TED Talk, he was describing what it takes to be not just a leader, but a great leader. He talks about how effective leaders have a balance of strong IQ and social intelligence. However, only 1% of the leadership population falls into this category. These were not areas that she previously focused on or placed importance on. She was very much focused on the what and not the how. Um, You know, I remember talking with her and saying that we were going to do everything that we could to leverage that great mind of hers to develop the presence she needed in order to get where she knew she belonged. Because, you know, very smart. And we can leverage that intelligence to develop the other side of the brain. Absolutely. So, Diane, I think we need to share with our listeners what happened with the client. Yeah, well, you know, it it is a good news story. Uh, Our team worked um, with her uh, over 18 months. and, uh, And after that, 18 months... We celebrated her appointment as vice president, so it can be learned. Amazing. And we have so many similar stories to this one that we could share. And at the end of the day, it doesn't come down to only how smart you are. Your presence can be developed. Yeah, because the the difference between IQ and EQ also comes into play. Uh, That reminds me of Amy Cuddy's TED Talk, Your Body Language Shapes Who You Are. Um, Amy Cuddy is a Harvard professor and is known uh, for the famous quote of fake it till you become it and not fake it till you make it. Um, This is the the do, be, have. Do what what needs to be done in order to become it and have what you want. Amy Cuddy also uh, has a book you may want to um, look up, uh, and I'm saying that to all our listeners right now. Her book is called Presence, and um, and she'll refer to, to that as well. It's a great read, an easy read. I'm sure all of you are at the edge of your seats asking, are you going to tell me us what it takes to have presence? 
Well, get your pen and paper ready. First, I want to repeat what Diane said earlier. We describe executive and leadership presence as the ability to connect authentically, build confidence in others, and motivate and inspire people into action. Quite simply, it's how you show up, your ability to command a room, your ability to remain calm and collected in any situation, your ability to stand out when you speak, and most importantly, and probably the most challenging for most of us, <laughs> your ability to remain completely present in the moment. Well, yeah, if we talk about the executive leadership presence, so the word presence is what it's all about and then being present in the moment. And today is even more, even more difficult than ever because we know that our world is so uh, distracted. And one of the things, though, if we go back to our definition and we talk about the ability to connect authentically. I really want to emphasize the word authentic because, you know, people are not fooled. They, they, they never want the perfect you or someone else uh, that you're trying to be. They want the real you. Um, this, I always think about uh, this meeting I had with the head of, H, uh, head of HR of a multinational organization. And uh, so she said to me, okay, so if we put all of our people through your program, does that mean that they're all going to walk and talk the same? <laughs> they're <laughs> like not to, robots. To, <laughs> exactly. And I said, well, that, that's impossible because we're all unique and we all show up differently. Uh, when you try to be someone you're not, it's the same thing to like if you're trying to duplicate a piece of art. A, a duplicate. A duplicate is a fake. If you try to be someone you're not, you are going to be a fake. And, you know, as I mentioned earlier, people are not fools. They will pick up on that very quickly. Right. And not to mention, it also takes a lot of energy out of you pretending to be someone you're not. It's exhausting and not how successful people show up their best. Today, we want to leave you with three important tips that you can start applying and practicing this week. First, being present in the moment. Second, nailing your first impression. And third, stand out when you speak. I'm gonna start with being present in the moment. Whether it's a meeting you're in, a hallway conversation you're engaged in, or a presentation you're delivering. Being present has become, like I said earlier, one of our biggest mm -hmm. challenges, professionally and personally, because we live in a world that is more distracted than ever. So here's the thing. Most of us are multitaskers, and we know our brain is actually not wired to multitask, but now it's a habit that we have, and we're just trying to get more done in less time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. The ability to focus is actually more difficult than multitasking. So here are some strategies to help you stay focused and present in the moment. First, and this is one of my favorite go-tos all the time, <laughs> balanced <laughs> breathing. So we can try it together. If you want to sit up straight with both feet planted on the ground, you can keep your eyes opened or closed and take a deep breath. And when you take a deep breath, inhale from your navel. Don't breathe up from your shoulders because when we breathe up from our shoulders and take short breaths, then we start to feel the stress in our shoulders. And that's why we experience back and neck pain. So deep breaths, inhaling from your navel for six seconds and then exhaling for six seconds. So we can do it now if you wanna inhale for one, two, three, four, five, six. 
and exhale for six, five, four, three, two, one. When you try this three to four times, it will bring your nervous system back into balance and lower your cortisol levels. It is so impactful and we do it in some of our workshop and we can um, listen to the environment after that exercise. It's it's quiet, it's deeper, people uh, seem to have a better clarity of mind and it only takes a few it minutes. It only takes a few minutes and no one knows you're doing it. So you no, can do exactly. it in a meeting and no one will know. That's right. Exactly. So, and which, you know, I mean, I want to talk about meditation for a moment. And we're not asking everyone to, uh, to sit in a lotus pose, wherever you are. That's, that's not what it's about. But, um, you know, when we, we talk about uh, meditation, Uh, We say you can find yourself in a conversation uh, with someone or in a boardroom and feel totally distracted with so many other things on your mind and you need to bring yourself back in the conversation or in the boardroom. And uh, there's what uh, we call, that we would like to share with you, um, what we call boardroom meditation. (laughs) All right, so like I said, we're not asking you to all of a sudden sit in a lotus pose, but uh, here's what you can do as well. Uh, additionally, uh, to the the breathing technique is grab a glass of water, and maybe if you have one in front of you right now, maybe you want to reach it. So grab a glass of water. Um, hold a glass with your two hands. Think about how it feels. Is it cold? Is it warm? Is there condensation? Are your hands getting wet? How do your hands feel? Now stare at the water. Is it moving? What color is it? Do you see any reflection? Look up at the person you're with. Or if not, just look up straight ahead. I bet you're now in the moment. And if there are people around you, they probably never knew that you slipped away for a few seconds. You see, it's just kind of like saying, okay, I'm going to do this like 20 second meditation because my my mind is so full. I'm hearing things in the boardroom that I don't like. It's uh, it's making me feel overwhelmed. Um, I, I, I sense some triggers that may cause me to behave in a way that I, I, I don't want to uh, behave like. And so, by just grabbing that glass of water and refocusing somewhere else and and just making you more present. You you brought yourself back into focus without having to get into the, you know, lotus pose, pause, pose and humming. Um, and we're also big fans of meditation apps like uh, Headspace, Calm, or Insight Timer, um, Pay attention to people around you. Listen to the words they use. Watch what their body language is saying. Watch the facial expressions, body posture, gesturing. This will also help you to to focus and be in the moment. Um, their body will give you a lot of information because body language never lies and it speaks emotion. So it's just a matter of taking a few moments and being aware of your environment and being present and in the moment of what's happening and what's being said. 
I also find when I'm getting distracted that writing really helps me as a strategy. So when you find yourself getting distracted by things you need to do, feelings you may have, thoughts that are distracting you, the best thing you can do is write it down. It helps to clear this space because we know once it's written down, we don't have to think about it anymore. It frees up space in your mind to focus on the task at hand. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so first one, uh, if we look at, you know, um, being present and being the moment, we talked about be present in the moment. That was our, our, our first step, right? And now the second tip about uh, nail your first impression. When we talk about first impression, this means that you can make a first impression uh, with the same people more than once. So that's why we say first impressions. We, we add an S to it. Every interaction you have with someone, even colleagues you work with every day creates an impression. And over time, these impressions create people's perception of you. So here it is. To nail your first impression, try to be intentional about how you want people to experience you. Set your intention and step into that. You know, you go into a meeting and say, like, these are my intentions. This is the, the what I want to accomplish at the end. So be well-intentioned. Yeah, some of the most successful people will pick mm -hmm. a word to set their intention. Yes, that's To help right. them step into that. So they'll say, I want people to feel more confident after this meeting, or I want them to feel inspired to take action, or maybe more patient because the project's going off the rails and I need their patience as we work through how we're going to solve this. Yeah, and that's going to, to guide the words that you use it will remind you to. Uh, it, it will remind you of the goal that you have and uh, and how you need to set your approach. So and also be self-aware and understand the impact that you have on others. We we tend to judge ourselves based on our intentions. However, to quote the the great uh, Stephen Covey, people judge us based on our actions and behaviors and the impact th those actions and behaviors have on them. <laughs> Um, there's also a great article that I just love in the Harvard Business Review by Amy Cuddy called Connect, Then Lead. It speaks to the importance of building connection with others, which are warmth and likability first, and then demonstrating your credibility. Um, because we know that if if I don't like you, most likely I will not want to work with you or help you. And uh, you know, I mean, we 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 want to let people know that we we can do a good job, that we're credible, and we forget that, that what's most important, the likability factor, is uh, what's going to win things over. Because if I like you, then I'll listen to you more. I'll trust you, and I'll want to work with you. And we're making impressions all the time in all the interactions that we're in in a given day. And we're going to be spending more time on first impressions in an upcoming episode. So look out for that yes. if it's a topic you want to go deeper on. So that brings us to tip number three, stand out when you speak. Whether you're delivering a presentation in a boardroom or you're engaged in a difficult conversation, or maybe you're at a networking event and you're trying to make small talk, applying some of these quick strategies will help. First, be congruent. And what do I mean by that? It's about ensuring that your body language, your facial expressions, and your tone align to your words. If you say, I'm happy to be here, 
be sure you're smiling. If you have a frown on your face, it won't be as believable. Next, be brief. Give the audience what they need to know, not everything you know. And there's a difference. Yes. We never struggle with having enough content. We struggle with what to say. And one of the easiest ways to do this is to use the power of three to help structure your message. Just like Julius Caesar, Veni, Vedi, Vici. I came, I saw, I conquered. And lastly, be engaging. It isn't just about what you say. It's about how you say it. If you're passionate about something, your audience wants to hear it in your voice and see it in your body language too. If you're trying to persuade me or convince me to approve an idea and you're not excited about it, how am I supposed to get passionate and excited about it? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You may be one of those people who have a passion about a cause or an idea and it's not in your personality to speak with animation and excitement. But remember, it's entrained to the project. There's another great TED Talk by Dr. Brian Little. And he speaks about the fact that He's a professor, a self-declared introvert, and often when he's in front of his students, he is stretching himself Mm -hmm. so that he becomes more extroverted in his lectures so that his students will get as passionate as he is about his research. Yeah, because really expressing that, that, that passion that you have for a topic is important if you want others to really feel passionate about it. Because, you know, Sandra, if you're trying to... Um, tell me how passionate you are, and I don't hear it in your voice. I, I, I'm not going to believe you. Of course, mm-hmm. of course, and and it's not about trying to be someone you're not. So we still want to emphasize the importance of remaining authentic. It's yes. recognizing though that depending on your role and depending on the situation, it's having situational awareness that there will be times where you do have to stretch yourself in that way. And it really takes practice. And I know what's helped me is videotaping myself. Prop up your phone somewhere and practice. It gives you great feedback and you and you learn more than you would then from talking to the mirror because the mirror doesn't give us feedback. No, the, the mirror, you know, is actually distracting because we're watching ourselves at the same time and it takes away, it takes ourselves away from the message. And, and I think playing back a video, then we can really see. Exactly. Yeah. And I know we don't love seeing ourselves on video most no, of the time. No, nobody does. <laughs> and, and when you do watch it back, pick one thing to work on at a time. If we try to work on too many things, we'll get too much in our head and, and then we can even get more nervous about it. So pick one thing at a time and work on that one area. So this week, catch yourself, be present, be warm, be curious, and make a point of noticing how people react to you. All of the details can be found in the show notes for today's episode. Every morning, set your intentions toward your dreams. Some may refer to goals. We like the word dreams. It sounds more exciting and not so hard to think about. We hope to meet you in person one day at one of our workshops, or you may even decide that private coaching is more for you. We encourage you to go to our website at corporateclassinc.com for additional resources, blogs, and videos that you may find to help enhance your confidence and your presence. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast. It's complimentary. And write a review. Thank you for listening to Power Up Your Presence podcast. The passion, the presence, the power. Until next time, power up, step up, lead up.